Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your extra cheese for day four of the Green Bay Packers 2022 training camp. It's in the books, people. I'm live across the street from Lambeau Field. It's a hot one today, and the Packers did a lot of team stuff, so a lot to dive into. Hope you're all doing well wherever you are. First up, always got to give a shout out to our friends over at Ticket King. That's right. Ticket King's been around since 1992. They're filled to the brim with folks who can help you with anything and everything having to do with Green Bay Packers tickets. You know you love the fact that they partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games, and they are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Make sure you check out Ticket King. If you want, you can use the Cheesehead TV app. Simply go to the schedule and find an individual link for each game correspondent with Ticket King. Check it out for both home and away games, the best place to get your Packers tickets. And while you're getting ready for the season, make sure you check out PackersYearbook.com. That's right, the official 2022 yearbook of the Green Bay Packers available. You can get 10% off if you use promo code CHTV. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off at PackersYearbook.com. Do it, people. You know you want to. You know you love the green and gold. That's why you're here, because you're a diehard. This ain't no passing fancy for you. On a Saturday afternoon, probably a gorgeous summer day wherever you are, and you are sat here in front of your computer or mobile device ready to talk some Packers, because you know why? You carry the G. That's what I'm talking about, including most of these fine folks in the comments right now. Melissa, hello. I hope you're doing well out there in California. Krista, always good to see a trivia champion here. Bob is here. What's up, Bob? How are you doing? Aaron Harper, how you doing, man? Tom Richmond. Hope you're doing well. I love training camp season. Optimism reigns supreme. Packers fans have great conversations and plenty of content. Thanks for providing extra cheese through camp nags. Of course, Tom, always got to talk about what we just witnessed on the old practice field, which, of course, today featured, uh, like I said, a lot of team stuff, and the defense really rose to the occasion. Um, Offense was a bit disjointed today. They had a couple of big plays, namely at the end of two-minute, Alan Lazard had a really nice kind of leaping touchdown. But I am here to say that the play – immediately preceding that one Shamar John Charles had a fantastic interception great coverage on Randall Cobb on a corner route into the end zone for some reason they got called back and the offense got another opportunity I don't know if they called his feet out of bounds or if there's some procedural thing going on there really smelled like Matt LaFleur giving the offense another shot to me but uh, regardless, the defensive backs were all over the place today. KB Onento had a few nice plays. Rico Gafford really came to play today. Had a number of nice pass breakups, including one of Amari Rogers over the middle of the field. Kid was everywhere. You could really see his athleticism kind of popping off the field today. Good stuff from the defense, absolutely, throughout today's practice. Sometimes you just got to keep yourself on your toes with these flick of the wrist MacBooks. You know, you can all of a sudden just be on a wholly different uh, webpage. Got to love that. Beautiful day to join the Dobbs hype. I mean, pulled in another big play today. Went real deep um, early in team stuff. Jordan Love was the quarterback and did a nice job. Love slightly underthrew it, and Dobbs had to adjust his route kind of midstream, but he did a really nice job of that. Still beat the defender by a good ways and uh, pulled it in. For a big game, I won't say about a 50-yarder. It was a very, very nice play. If I recognize Wes Hod while in Green Bay, is he nice and approachable? He's my favorite beat reporter. Oh, too old for this. Yes, a thousand percent. Wes will 
one billion percent give you the time of day and be really nice about it. No doubt about it. I've read some interesting stuff about Rico Gafford. He seems to be someone to really root for. Uh, yeah, I know. I think Paul Bredel here on this website on Cheesehead TV uh, did a piece on him earlier this offseason. He is intriguing. Um, definitely fast as hell. Of that, there is no doubt. I know Matt was asked about him this morning, the conversation he had, because he was, you know, the past kind of couple of years, he's been a wide receiver and now has been switched back to corner, which is what he played in college. So really, yeah, definitely interested to see if he can continue, you know, consistently providing the type of coverage and the kind of ball hawking ability that we saw today. Because like I said, he was everywhere. Uh very nice interview of Rogers the NFL Network today. I saw I, I saw that he was interviewing with them. I haven't seen the interview yet because I was on the field while he was giving it. So I'll probably go back. I know I saw a tweet. He talked about something about his tattoo. But other than that, I haven't seen anything about it. Has Quay Walker overtaken Chris Barnes? Yes. No question. Absolutely. I mean, it, he is entrenched there with the ones from day one at camp. Today was no different. Absolutely. Anything interesting on special teams today? Oh, boy, howdy was there. See, I'm not allowed to tweet what the coaches say to the players, but we're talking here amongst friends, so I'm going to say it. Uh, Amari Rogers called for a fair catch at one point. They were doing coverage, and I actually thought, like, for the – he did have a few last year where he absolutely had room and should have, you know, tried to make a play and make make a return. But this one, I thought there was a guy kind of breathing down his neck but he called for a fair catch, and Basaccia ran right by him and said, I don't want you to – I what is, I don't want a fucking fair catch. Okay. Okay, coach. All right. little bit of a different demeanor there on old special teams this year. I mean, it got everybody's attention. Well, the whole sideline, we all looked at each other like, oh, okay. All right. Okay, coach. What's Corey snacking on this afternoon? I don't know. I know he's out there uh, working. Working on the garden, or he was earlier, uh, but I don't know. I, we got some. He's got some fresh cucumbers lined up in the kitchen. They are damn good. I'll tell you that. Uh, did Quay earn his spot with the ones, or was it just expected? He got that role pretty fast. I mean, it's very much expected uh, that he was going to step in and do this. Uh, his uh, athletic ability, what he did in college, what he hell, what he did in the championship game. Um, I know there are times and there have been times in the past where the Packers have sat rookies, even if they're, I mean, ha-ha Glenn Dix, when he was a first-round pick and they had awful safety play of the year before, he was still required to kind of, quote, quote, earn it. Uh, not the case this year, not with Quay Walker. He is entrenched as that uh, backer alongside Devondre Campbell. Saturday bonus. What's up, Robin? Hope things are well across the pond. Hope you're feeling all right, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks so much for checking it out. <laughs> Rich tackled air or Barry tackled air and Rich screamed at players about fair catches. We have personalities. No doubt about it. Talked to uh, Barry a little bit this morning on his way to practice. I like that guy a lot. Hey, Nags, happy Saturday. How do you think Don Hudson would fare in today's game? He seemed way ahead of his time. I think he'd fare really well. And I love how whenever anybody tries to compare eras, they're like, well, the athletes today are so far superior. Like completely discounting the idea that, yeah, you don't think Don King Hudson would take advantage of all the amenities and all the opportunities that today's athletes do? Like, give me a break. Like Don Hudson wouldn't be in the gym working out 365 the way everybody is today. 
Yeah, Don Hudson would fucking smoke fools in the NFL, regardless of the era. Give him the same opportunities, the same technology. Yes. The same breeding. Yes. One billion percent. Man would kill people. No doubt. Joel, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. I love the Packers, but I want a tour of Banky's Garden. I think uh, we've set the – is Corey here? I think we've set the Patreon number at $10,000. If you get $10,000, you can get a tour of the garden. That's the that's a one-time Patreon payment for specifically for the tour of the garden. Hey, Lieutenant JFK420, what's up, man? Good to see you. Thanks for checking it out on Twitch. Yeah, I try to go live before and after – most of the padded practices or most of the main practices, like if they do a walkthrough like they did yesterday, I'll probably only do one chat a day. But um, more often than not, you'll get two. Probably not every single time. Like I, there's going to be days where uh, things conspire against me. But I like to try and get a chat in the morning and then talk about what we saw in the afternoon. Nags, Mile of Music. You better believe it. I would not miss Mile of Music for anything. It is such a great event. We're not playing it this year. I know. Uh, some of you are aware that last year, my songwriting partner and I, we played the opening night uh, at Milo Music. But uh, this year, the kind of scheduling just didn't quite work. Too much going on with camp. But uh, there's no way I'm missing it. I will certainly be there for at least one of the nights. Um, no doubt. Without question. It, and if you haven't, if you're in the area, anywhere in the Wisconsin area, and you haven't been to Milo Music, make it a point. It is so awesome. I mean, people come from all over the world to go to EAA and that's like Yonsville, man. I'm telling you, mile of music is baller. It's so good. <laughs> Shallow waters. You and LaFleur have a good relationship. Are the other reporters jealous? Uh, no, no, they are not. You know, everybody has a different type of relationship with everybody we cover. And I think coach and I are just pretty easygoing and we both, you know, kind of understand where each other are coming from. And yeah, I think it's decent relationship but that doesn't mean he's not you know talking to other guys behind the scenes and giving them you know scoops or whatever you know um, certainly doesn't give me scoops but yeah no i don't think anybody's jealous of that uh, i think it's just the type of kind of personality i am meshed with him and the vibe he has and it just works it's pretty good uh what's the word on enig barre and t carpenter tyler I haven't seen much of anything from uh, the rookie edge rusher, but that doesn't mean a whole lot yet, simply because we haven't seen anybody in pads. Um, and he's been working with the twos and threes absolutely exclusively. I haven't seen him run with the ones at all. Um, today we did see Hamilton and uh, Nalale get runs with the ones, but the, outside of those top four edge rushers, I haven't seen anybody really get it mixed in uh, with the first team. But that, again, doesn't mean much. Uh, let's wait till the pads go on, and then I'll t- probably get a better look at him. Uh, as far as Carpenter goes, he's been strictly with the twos and threes. I saw a little bit of him yesterday. Seemed to be the one calling the defense um, in certain situations from that safety spot uh, when they were going over like that walkthrough stuff. So um, nothing quite to report yet, although in Carpenter's case, he is getting looks on for some of the first team special teams, which always bodes well. So we'll see how that develops. Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, I would. Well, I had to ask the Aaron Jones thing because I put it out that Aaron Jones was participating in kick return and my whole fucking Twitter feed freaked out. So I had to ask Matt, like, yo, is that a real thing? What's going on? Hmm. Are players picking out music to play at practice? What songs are they playing? No, not yet, Dean. I, I know at some point in camp, 
nearly every year, Jair Alexander wanders over to the DJ set and and asks the guy, I think his name is Josh, uh, to play a song or two. But they seem to have a approved playlist uh, that they kind of recycle every year. Um, we heard Pearl Jam today. We heard U2. Uh, we heard some hip hop, but it's always all the same. Like for the last two or three years, it's been the same. And I do want to kind of one day ask Josh, like, is there an approved playlist? Can I put a request in? And as a DJ, I know that's like the worst. That's like the absolute worst. Like you take requests, just shut up. But yeah, I'd like to mix it up just a little bit. What was your relationship like with Mike McCarthy? I was actually really good. Um, Mike, I've told the story before, but in 2016, when they started two and four, whatever it was, two and six or whatever it was before they went on run the table, um, you know, he, that was like my first year on the beat. And I was one of the few people kind of mixing it up with pro football talk and Florio when he was like calling like, Oh, if the Packers had an owner, McCarthy would be fired or whatever. So, but then that next off season, we had breakfast at the combine and he tried to hire me to be his social media guy. And well, that was really flattering, but I was like, you know, Mike, you're not going to be the coach of the Packers forever. And I do this strictly because of the Packers. So, um, but yeah, no, we were, we had a really, I think, respectful relationship. And I was always, and I, I, you know, you guys know me, I'm trying to try to be fair and I try to call it like I see it. And with Mike, I, I know he got a lot of grief, but I thought a lot of it was unwarranted. So I was going to bat for him quite a bit, I think, online. And I think he appreciated that. So, but yeah, no, we were, we were in a good place. Did LaFleur win the lottery today? No, no, he did not. And neither did anybody on the beat, even though they all put in. I think Domofsky, Wes, Schneidman, maybe maybe Huber all put in together. And I think they got the mega ball uh, a couple on a couple of different ones, but they didn't get any of the win any of the winning numbers, unfortunately. Is Tom Clements making an impact with our boy J-Lo? Craig, that's an excellent question. I think it's a little early to say directly, but I was talking to Ryan Wood on the sideline today, and we were talking about how good Jordan Love has looked early in camp. Like, very decisive, getting to the top of his drop, letting it rip, really decisive, and but still knowing when to escape the pocket, making plays when he's out there, rather than just looking to run. It's a good start to camp from Jordan Love. Now, how much of that is Tom Clements? I have no idea, but... And how much of it is just a natural progression? Who's to say? But Jordan's definitely looked more than solid. He's had a strong start to camp, I would say. Buddha, what's up? Hanging on Twitch. What's up, man? Thanks so much for checking out the stream. Uh, what else we got? When do you think our offense will gel together this season? I expect to be mid to late season. I think I don't. I don't think it'll take that long. I think there will be definite lumps to take. There'll be, you know kind of maybe some hills and valleys as they kind of re kind of figure out who works best where right and how and what kind of concepts they can utilize these receivers their combinations and who does these things well who does these things like who struggles with these things etc that might take a bit but i think you know the core they're going to hit the ground running whether it's you know aj Dillon and aaron jones in the backfield or alan lazard who has been have, i mean he's just had a fucking great start to camp um you know, I think yeah, they're gonna they're gonna move the ball and they're gonna score points. I have zero doubt with that, especially with you know, they got fucking Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. The one question is the offensive line, right? I mean, that's where if the engine's good, they're good. You know, but I who knows about Bakhtiari? We did see Bakhtiari for the first time today working with the rehab people. 
Um, he was out there from the start of practice so far up until today. We hadn't seen him those first couple practices. And then yesterday he came out at the end. Uh, but today he was there right at the start working with rehab, doing a lot of running, some kind of jumping and stuff like that. No real cutting, but um, looks good, looks spry. And that's encouraging, obviously. So hopefully that continues to develop. But to the point being, like the offensive line, if if that's solid, they're gonna they're gonna move the ball. Of that, I have no doubt. Um, interesting note too. Speaking of the offensive line, Zach Tom, their fourth round pick, was back with the ones at left tackle today, with Yash moving over to right tackle. So I think we're gonna see that kind of bounce back and forth, probably while Bakhtiari is still rehabbing. Um, it's gonna be crazy if they get hit on another fourth rounder. I love that. Breakout year for Cobb if they use more than they did last year before the injury. Sean, I couldn't agree more. You guys know I've been talking about it all offseason. If they just utilize him, I think he can put up big numbers. You know, if they utilize him like they did in that Rams game, the sky's the limit. Now, obviously, he's got to stay on the field. And hopefully, that's what Amari Rogers is learning from Randall. And then if and when Randall does have to miss time due to injury, which seems inevitable at this point in his career, Amari can step in and provide everything that Randall doesn't because it clearly didn't happen last year for Amari. Hopefully that happens this year. Um, Tom at left tackle. How did he look good? But again, dudes, my dudes, there's no, no pads. So he looked fine. It's, he looks like his set is good and his first step is good. But outside of that, you know, I didn't see anyone take advantage of him with a spin move or anything, if that's what you're asking. But, um, Everything changes once those pads come on. And the shoulder pads will come on Monday, and then full pads will come on Tuesday. So we're very, very close. I'm very excited. Gotta love Zach Tom Bombadil. Oh, too old for this. That's phenomenal. Zach Tom Bombadil. I think I'm using that for the rest of the year. That's great. I've been surprised Ryan hasn't snuck into some of the ones early with Tom. Barry's, I'm with you. I thought he'd be getting some run there. But a lot of ball game left. You never know. You know, remember, Braden was getting snaps with the ones early in camp, and then that dropped away and never happened. Um, the opposite can be the same. You know, like he puts the pads on and becomes, you know, a bit of a dude out there, and they go, okay, and then they bump him up and take a look. And I think part of it might be because I think they project him as a left guard, and, you know, Runyon's got that locked down. So we'll see if maybe he gets a little bit of play here once the pads come on. Uh, what else we got? How is tight end looking? I'll I, I tell you what, it's looking really good with Tyler Davis. Um, he had a real up and down practice the other day. He had um, a drop and a false start, but he's also made a number of really nice plays. Um, and he's been getting a lot of run. You can tell they utilize him a lot more in the traditional tight end role. He's kind of the Tunyon, right? While Tunyon is out more so than Deguara. Deguara is very specifically a move tight end. There's a lot of stuff in the backfield, some inline stuff, very rarely. But Davis is clearly like the Tunyon replacement while they're waiting for Tunyon. And he's been playing a lot with the ones. More good things from Love. Soder, yeah, I talked about it a little bit ago. Um, really strong stuff today. Uh, really zipping it in there. Ryan Wood and I were talking about how he's done a phenomenal job of hitting the top of his drop and letting it rip. Really anxious to see him once the bullets go live in preseason. Because I think if he runs the offense like he's running it right now, good things are going to happen. Um, what up, Nags? How does the old line look? Uncultured? It looks good, but unsettled. 
How long until we start calling Zach Tom Zach Tiari? <laughs> no, no, no. We're calling him Zach Tom Bombadil. That is set in stone. In fact, I got to call Brent and tell him to make that T-shirt. That's amazing. Um, all right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, and some Saturdays, depending on the practice schedule, here at Cheesehead TV. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. No stream tomorrow, folks. There's no practice. I'll have an off day, but I'll be back bright and early on Monday morning. I'll see you then. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Pack Go.